Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I'm your host, the Fellow KGB. You can follow me on Twitter at the Fellow KGB, and it is Wednesday evening, 6 p.m. We got a lot of things going on this weekend, so or this whole week. So I'm gonna probably be a quick video tonight. Uh, we got a lot of other things to be monitoring. So we're just gonna be talking about the the Packers at the 49ers for Thursday night football tomorrow night. We'll look at the practice reports, we'll go over my start sits. If you have questions, hang around to the end after I cover that. We can open up some questions and we'll look at some player news and some things like that. Uh, but anyways, we're on the fantasyfellowship.com here. We have uh, the Packers, 7.20 tomorrow night, Central Time. Uh, on the Packers side of things, uh, we got some injuries to be monitoring. So let's just hop right into the practice report. Uh, on the defense, they've already ruled out cornerback Kevin King, cornerback Will Redmond, and safety Vernon Scott. The big one there is Kevin King, but uh, we'll get to the 49ers side in a little bit as well. But I think everyone's going to be watching for Aaron Jones with his calf injury. He's been limited uh, yesterday and today. I think they just had a walkthrough yesterday, so I'm not really sure if they had a full uh, practice today, but it looks like he's been limited. He's been like ushering to play. I think he's ready to go. Uh, so this is going to be a game time decision. If he's going to play, of course, you're going to play Aaron Jones. No question about that. Uh, but then anybody else on the offense here that sticks out to me, it looks like Tyler Irvin's back. Uh, if Jones can't play, it's going to be Tyler Irvin and Dexter Williams uh, getting the most run here. But as far as, I guess, offensive injuries here, We'll be watching David Bakhtiari. He's going to be limited the last couple days here, uh, but he is questionable. So if David Bakhtiari plays, I feel a lot better about the Packers offense uh, as a whole. So I guess let's just go back to the start-sit charts here. Uh, I want to look at the 49ers defense because we have a lot of red matchups in this one. So this is fantasy points allowed to the positions. Uh, the 49ers are allowing just about 17.5 points to the quarterback positions here. They're actually the best against the running backs, under 18 points per game in PPR league. So this is going to be a tough matchup even if Aaron Jones plays. Uh, so we have to monitor, I think, our expectations a little bit here. Uh, against the receivers, the 49ers are pretty good here, about 34 and a half, and the tight ends about eight and a half here. So it's going to be tough sledding, uh, even though we're missing some really key pieces for uh, both sides of the ball on the 49er side. But I guess as far as the Packers evaluation here, uh, you're going to fire up Aaron Rodgers here as your quarterback one. Devontae Adams, no question. Uh, with that, he's just playing lights out right now, so you got to keep uh, rolling with him. Uh, Robert Tanyan had himself a pretty good game last weekend. I think he caught five for 79, so we'll take that 12.9. Uh, PPR points and Alan Lazard is still going to be out in this one. So I would expect Robert Tanyan to be maybe the second leading guy in targets uh, against the Niners here. We did say that the Niners are decent against the tight ends, only allowing about 8.5 points. So we'll see if he can uh, overcome the tough situation. Uh, and then I do have Tyler Irvin and Dexter Williams listed here uh, as flex options, but this is only if Aaron Jones is out. So uh, let's just say Aaron Jones is out in this scenario. How is this backfield going to look? We're going to probably see Tyler Irvin, who's been he's been a wide receiver the whole I mean, even in training camp and, and he's been in the wide receiver room the whole year. Um, so he's probably going to be more of a PPR scat back. And then I think you're going to see Dexter Williams take on the more first and second down looks. Uh, maybe Dexter Williams is the goal line back. But again, uh, we've seen in the last couple of weeks that Devontae Adams has kind of been the red zone offense. And when they get to the goal line, they're looking for a quick little Devontae, you know, out route or something like that. So I'm not, I'm not really feeling too comfortable about the running backs. If I had to pick one in PPR, I would go Tyler Irvin. Uh, but let's just hope Aaron Jones plays and we can insert him back into our lineups as an RB1 too. Uh, we're, you can probably consider starting the Packers defense. We know they're going to probably uh, get gashed with the run, and we'll talk about McKinnon and Jermichael Hastings a little bit. Uh, but you got to like what the Packers are going to be going up against on the 49ers side. No Jimmy Garoppolo, no George Kittle, no Debo Samuel, no Kendrick Bourne. 
no Raheem Mostert, no Tevin Coleman, basically all the players that beat them in the NFC Championship game uh, will not be playing in this one. So I'm considering the Packers defense if you need a pinch there. Uh, and then I guess for the receivers on the bench here, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, we can't trust. Equinemius St. Brown, uh, we can't trust him as well. I'm keeping my eye on Jay Sternberger, especially in Dynasty Leagues. He had probably his best yardage output uh, of his career last weekend. He caught three or four targets for 46 yards. Uh, so just keep an eye on him. If anything happens to Robert Tunyon, we're definitely going to be interested in Stace Jay Sternberger as the main receiving tight end there. Um, so go ahead and get your Packers in. Consider Robert Tunyon as your tight end one, and let's hope Aaron Jones plays. Uh, I did see a tweet. I don't remember who it was from, but that he did. I guess Aaron Jones has been lobbying to be you know, in the lineup tomorrow night. So without Jamal Williams, without A.J. Dillon, maybe they, they the Packers, you know, medical staff loosens up a little bit and lets their playmaker play in a much needed game uh, after that embarrassing loss to Minnesota. So on the 49ers offensive side here, let's just first take a look at the fantasy points allowed by the Packers here. Uh, the Packers are decent against the quarterback, only about 17.1 points to the quarterback here. That's four point passing touchdowns. Uh, we all know the Packers weak spot right here is the running back. Uh, this is PPR. They're allowing over 35 PPR points to the running back dead last uh, among defenses here. And then they're actually pretty decent against receivers, about 31.7. That's the sixth you know, toughest defense against receivers. And then against tight ends as well, under 10 points to the tight end. Uh, so if you're thinking about, you know, Brandon Ayuk or Ross Dwelly, maybe these, these numbers are going to be suppressed a little bit. I would assume Jair Alexander is going to be on Brandon Ayuk. Uh, before we get into some of these 49ers uh, playmakers, let's just take a look at their practice reports real quick. Uh, it's probably going to be pretty lengthy as well. Actually, not too bad here. So we know Tevin Coleman's not going to play. Uh, we know Jimmy Garoppolo has been on IR. I think that's a six-plus week injury. We don't even know if we're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo back again. Uh, so I would assume Garoppolo is cuttable in most leagues unless you have an IR spot in the Superflex League. You want to hang on to him. Uh, we did see Debo Samuel has been ruled out. And, of course, George Kittle on IR as well. Uh, I'm assuming Richie James is going to be their second receiver uh, going into tomorrow night. I'm just really curious about the 49ers depth chart in this one because we know Kendrick Bourne has also been ruled out. Uh, because of the COVID. He was a, a positive test there. So I'm kind of just looking, might be easier if I just do 49ers depth chart. Uh, I'm just curious what receivers, you know, Nick Mullins is going to be using. If he's got Ross Dwelly and Brandon Ayuk, it looks like he's going to have Trent Taylor available here and basically Richie James. So they, they're really weak at receiver spot in this one. So, um, but they do have the running backs to Michael Hasty, Jarek McKinnon. I would assume McKinnon gets a lot of receptions in this one. So how do we evaluate this 49ers offense? Uh, Nick Mullins, he's going to be no better than a quarterback, too, in Superflex leagues. Uh, we did point out the Packers are allowing about 17 points to the quarterbacks, but, man, his weapons are just so limited right now. He actually did have a pretty solid game uh, in the second half last weekend, if I go back to what I was on here. I was going to talk about uh, last week's game between the Niners and the Seahawks. You actually see Jimmy uh, when Nick Nick Mullins came in. He went 18 of 25, two touchdowns, 238 yards. Um, and that's pretty much all in just like maybe one half of football here. So Nick Mullins actually came in. Uh, again, he was actually kind of using Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne. Uh, so, I mean, essentially you're just a subtracting George Kittle from this. And this is what we're going to be working with here. Uh, so no George Kittle, I guess, no Kendrick Bourne. So we're probably looking at a double-digit target game for Brandon Ayuk. Uh, 
Uh, I could see, I mean, Ross Dwelly caught one of the touchdowns, so I could see Ross Dwelly doing the same thing here. And then it looks like he dumps it off to Jarek Mc, McKinnon uh, quite a bit here. And for some reason, they're not using Jermichael Hasty as much in the passing game. So I think I do like McKinnon uh, a little bit here. But again, Nick Mullins, he's just a quarterback too in super flex leagues. Uh, if you're in a pinch and you want to roll out a tight end, we did talk about Ross Dwelly here. Packers are solid against the tight end. Seventh best, you know, among tight ends here, just about under 10 points per game. Um, but I guess the one guy that I think is the must start of the group is going to be Brandon Ayuk because it's pretty clear to see the targets are going to go to him. Uh, but again, I'm going to imagine Jair Alexander is going to be on Brandon Ayuk. Uh, so we'll see how the rookie can go against one of the best uh, up and coming cornerbacks in the league right now. And then you've got these running backs, Jarek McKinnon and Jamichael Hasey. Uh, let's just take a look at the snap counts from last weekend's game. Tevin Coleman got hurt. It looks like he only had six snaps in this game before he exited. Uh, but then you got Jerick McKinnon up here at 35 snaps, 50% of the share here. Jermichael Hasty, 29 snaps, about 41. Uh, you're going to see these guys probably both in the same numbers again. Uh, and I'm assuming just because they're hurt at receiver, it wouldn't surprise me to see McKinnon kind of line up more as a receiver in this one. Uh, so I think both guys are in play as low-end RB2s. Uh, especially McKinnon in a PPR league. He's probably going to be the second leading receiver uh, for Nick Mullins in this one. And then, man, we all know what the Packers allow on the running game here. So if you do have Jermichael Hasty, I view him as a low-end RB2, uh, kind of a, a flex option there. He did get the goal line. I think McKinnon and Hasty both got a goal line touchdown last weekend. Uh, so both guys are in play there. I'm not really sure. I feel great about the 49ers defense. They are really banged up, missing some of their studs. Uh, so I think this is going to be a heavy Aaron Rodgers passing game for Devontae. We'll see what Robert Tunyon can do. Tyler Urban catching passes. Uh, really interesting game. We did have a little bit of a COVID scare in this one, but I think the Packers have already flown out there this afternoon. So the game's on track to be played. Uh, but this is really, I mean, really hope Aaron Jones can play because this one's going to be lacking a lot of the best players uh, in the NFL at certain positions. So uh, with that, I'm going to open it up. If anyone has any uh, questions in the chat room, we can kind of talk about that. Otherwise, uh, we're going on about 10 minutes here. Uh, I already covered all the start sits that I wanted to. Uh, tomorrow night, I think I'm at, for about an hour or so, I'll go on uh, probably around 6 o'clock again, and I'll cover the Sunday early games. Those are all the noon games. I think there's seven or eight of those, so we'll talk about those tomorrow night. Uh, I do have all my start sits updated now, so I'll be updating those tomorrow and filling in these Fantasy points allowed at the positions, but uh, just for time's sake, I'll probably hang out another five, 10 minutes. If anyone has any questions, uh, I'll hang out with that. But for now, I'm going to pop over to uh, Roto World and we're just going to read some news. So if anyone has any questions, fire them away uh, in the chat room. And for now, we are just going to kind of click on the player news and kind of just, I don't know, see what's been up the last couple of days. Uh, it's been a busy, I don't know, today, yesterday, just a lot of election stuff going on. So I know I haven't really been on top of everything. So this will be a good review for me here as this loads up. Let's go, Roto World. Site cannot be reached. Okay, so uh, I'm just basically going to read some of the offensive things here. Uh, it looks like Alan Kamara's got a little bit of a foot injury. He did not practice today. Looks like he's just dealing with a stubbed toe. Uh, so I'm not really too concerned about this. He is go he has a tough matchup against Tampa Bay. Uh, I do want to look at and see what Alvin Kamara did against Tampa Bay back in week one. So against this really good Bucks defense, which I don't know if we thought it was good back then, 
Uh, he did go for 16 yards on the ground, 12 for 19 or 12 for 16. So the rushing yards aren't going to really be there, but he did get the touchdown. Uh, and then he did catch five for 51 and he also caught a touchdown. So uh, we're not really too concerned about the Tampa Bay matchup for Alvin Kamara here. Matthew Stafford was placed on the COVID-19 list. So he's still going to be eligible to play week nine. Uh, he just has to test negative the rest of the week. Uh, so if you are going to be relying on Matthew Stafford, continue to watch this. He needs to post today's Wednesday as of uh, as of right now. So if you're listening to this Thursday, Friday, just continue to check his reports. Um, it, they're pretty optimistic that he's going to play. But if not, it would be Chase Daniel who gets the start here. Uh, and that's going to be a tough matchup because they are without uh, Kenny Galladay, I'm pretty sure. So I'm really not sure we're going to be interested in Chase Daniel if that's the way it's going to go. It looks like the Giants got Dante Pettis off the waivers from 49ers, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Jordan Wilkins was limited on Wednesday with a groin injury, so he was probably a priority waiver wire ad this weekend. We'll be monitoring Jonathan Taylor uh, with his ankle, but he was also Jonathan Taylor was also limited, so we're going to have to monitor these two guys. Uh, at the moment right now, I would say they're both probably trending towards playing, which is just going to be really muddy for fantasy purposes if both guys are going to be playing against a really good Baltimore Ravens defense. I don't know if I'm going to be able to uh, advise either one of these guys. Looks like TJ Hawkinson was limited with a toe. Uh, I'm not too concerned about this yet, but especially if Chase Daniels, his guy, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll kind of worry about that later. But uh, I think that's a noon game, and we will talk about this tomorrow. So hopefully we get some more news. I'm just trying to see where time they play at here. So they play against the Vikings, so it's a really good matchup. Uh, so we'll talk more about that tomorrow night in the show. Anthony Miller not practicing with toe injury. I was actually pretty optimistic about him because he just came off an 8 for 73 game on 11 targets. Uh, so if he can't play, this is going to really boost uh, Allen Robinson. It's going to boost Darnell Mooney. They got a really good matchup against Tennessee, so we'll have to keep an eye on Anthony Miller in this one. Jimmy Graham not practicing. I'm not sure if that's just a Veterans Day, Veterans Day rest. Typically, Wednesday is a Veterans Day rest for most teams, so we'll see what's up tomorrow. Uh, no Mark Ingram at practice today, which is going to be mean more J.K. Dobbins, more Gus Edwards, which is fine with me. Uh, looks like Ezekiel Elliott limited with a hamstring. Uh, nothing too crazy here, but we do have to start to you know wonder uh, what's our confidence level with Ezekiel Elliott and this offense. If it's going to be Garrett Gilbert or Cooper Rush at quarterback, like Ezekiel Elliott just hasn't come through for us the last two games. Uh, I think he's had less than eight points in both games. Uh, nothing really, you know inspiring confidence as your RB1 anymore. So he's probably more of a low-end RB2 flex option at best, going up against the best run defense in the league. So I have my doubts about Ezekiel Elliott this weekend, but it looks like he's limited with a hamstring. We'll monitor that. Uh, we did talk about Aaron Jones at the top of the show here. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator, said he's a game-time call. Uh, we'll see about this tomorrow. We'll Hopefully we get Aaron Jones, our RB1, back into the mix. Uh, Sterling Shepard limited on Wednesday with a shoulder and a toe. I think this was the same thing that was bugging him last weekend, uh, but he was able to play through it. So I'm thinking they're just kind of being light with him. Uh, and then if he does play, man, I really like Sterling Shepard. He's probably a wide receiver three moving forward right now. Uh, you got Devonta Freeman not practicing uh, with his ankle injury. We already talked about Alvin Kamara. Um, a lot of Saints updates here. So it looks like Michael Thomas practicing on Wednesday. It doesn't say limited. Uh, so that's a really big sign. It looks like Emmanuel Sanders is back from the COVID list. Uh, Marquez Calloway back from uh, his ankle injury as well. So the Saints are getting healthier here, even though Alan Kamara is a little bit dinged up. Uh, but we got all three receivers. But, you know, all, all these guys are going to be back for Drew Brees, so we like that. Looks like Calvin Ridley uh, is not practicing on Wednesday. Tomorrow and Friday will be a big day for him. Uh, but the x-rays were negative. 
uh, on his foot slash ankle. So that's a really good sign. Uh, the Falcons do have a bye next weekend. So it makes sense, you know, as a one in six or one in seven team to not force things uh, with this kind of weird season going on. So we'll see if they hold them out. Uh, for now, I'm probably going to plan on not having Calvin Ridley in this one. And if he does play cool, we'll have a surprise there at the end of the week. Uh, Philip Lindsay's not practicing today. Uh, looks like he jammed some toes, some toes against the Chargers. Uh, but there's optimism he'll be ready to play week nine. If Lindsay's in, I, I really like the matchup against the Falcons. He's probably going to be an RB2. Uh, looks like Christian McCaffrey, He's he's is he able to return this weekend? I don't know if they've activated him yet, but looks like we're going to get <clears throat> run CMC back into the mix here. Chris Godwin was a full participant in Wednesday's walkthrough. Uh, tomorrow and Friday will be a, a much bigger uh, day for him as we'll see if he can be catching practice, you know, catching balls in practice actually with his broken finger. Uh, this is the one that I was really interested in in the summer. Wide receiver Steven Sims. He's kind of their slot receiver, punt returner, kick returner guy. Uh, he went on IR back in week four, but all of a sudden he's able to be activated from IR with his toe injury. I think he practiced a little bit lightly today. So this is something I'm monitoring here to see if he can gel with Kyle Allen. Uh, let's read through one more. Uh, if you have any other questions, you can uh, hit me up here, but I'm probably just going to be reading one more uh you know, list of news here, and then we'll probably sign off and we'll see you guys tomorrow evening. But uh, no T.Y. Hilton today. I don't think we're going to be wanting to use T.Y. Hilton's probably droppable at this point. Uh, I, I would just rather let someone else deal with it. Uh, Austin Hooper returned to practice. I know it's a bye week right now, but this uh, this makes him on track to return next week, week 10. So if anyone dropped Austin Hooper during his abdomen injury or his surgery here, uh, go ahead and pick up Austin Hooper because no Odell Beckham. There's targets to go around here. Baker Mayfield has been really good with the tight end. So check out Austin Hooper on the waiver wire. Uh, this was kind of an interesting one to me because we did see, we know Miles Gaskin, Miles Gaskin is going to be out for at least three weeks uh, with his MCL injury, but Matt Breida is not practicing today either. Uh, so this whole Miami Dolphins backfield is going to be up for grabs, whether it's Jordan Howard, Patrick Laird, uh, they did trade for DeAndre Washington, so there's going to be a lot of moving pieces here. Maybe next week is the DeAndre Washington week, uh, but again, Tua Tagovailoa offense, we really didn't get a lot of information last weekend, so I think this one's going to be a telling weekend uh, for us going forward. We already talked about Kendrick Bourne not playing tomorrow night on the COVID list. We got John Brown not practicing. This has been menacing. He's been in and out of practice all year. Uh, looks like it's a knee this one. It could be a, just a rest day, so we'll see if he can play tomorrow. Uh, the 49ers did have to shut down their facility today, but I believe they had a walkthrough yesterday, and they should be okay to play. Uh, but again, we'll, tomorrow we'll be kind of walking on eggshells and seeing what's going on here. Uh, Jake Luton uh, for Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to be getting the start. If you play in Superflex leagues, I think Luton's actually got a really good shot to kind of hold on to some value for a while. Uh, he kind of reminds me of like a poor man's Jared Goff uh, an extension of the quarterback type thing. He can make all the throws, uh, but they just basically need to keep him on track, hand the ball off to James Robinson, and they are expecting him to throw down field more. Uh, so if I just read the report here, jaguars.com, John Oser notes, Luton has a better arm than Gardner Minshew and looked good enough in training camp to make you believe that there's a chance he could play well. So he's uh, 85th percentile throw velocity, was only behind Jacob Eason and Steven Montez in this year's class. And he rarely turns it over, posting a career 42 to 11 touchdown interception ratio uh, in 20 Pac-10 starts. So the Jaguars still seem likely to go run heavy in this debut, but there's some big upside play for Luton here. Uh, and it's against the Texans, so I'm kind of intrigued uh, about Luton and Superflex leagues here. 
Uh, Packers are on track to play, so we already talked about that. Uh, but again, we're going on about 20 minutes here. I think that's going to do it for tonight's video. Uh, the plan for the rest of the week is Thursday night, 6 o'clock, same time as we've been doing it. Uh, I'll talk about the noon games. I think, let me just look at the schedule here real quick, the ESPN. Uh, let's just go to their website and look at the schedule. So tomorrow night we will talk about noon games. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, so we'll have eight noon games. We'll probably go live for maybe 45 minutes. Uh, we'll talk about the start sits in those games. We'll go through the practice reports and kind of see what's going on there. And then on Friday evening, we're going to cover one, two, three afternoon games. And then we'll talk Sunday night football. We'll talk Monday night football. So we'll have a five-game uh, podcast on Friday. But uh, I don't know. I just want to sign off here, say thank you for your time. Uh, if you're watching this, that's pretty crazy. we got the election going on. So uh, we do have a lot of things to be worrying about. I didn't really feel comfortable doing this podcast tonight uh, just because I don't know, we got a lot of things to, to monitor right now and take care of in the country. So uh, I just want to say if you're listening to this, I really appreciate it so much. Thank you for your time. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the fellow KGB. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, the goal is to get over 100 subscribers by the end of this season, and we'll start tackling uh, more next year. But again, uh, I'm so very appreciative of everyone's time and the likes and the comments and subscriptions. So thank you so much. Uh, have a good rest of your night, morning, whenever you're listening to this, and uh, we'll see you uh, tomorrow evening. So thanks. Have a good one. Peace.